Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 5 of Africa Say What? Sarah and I are so excited to have you join us today on this special episode. And it's very special because over the past few days, we clocked more than 1,600 followers on our Facebook platform. And before we say anything, we would like to take a moment to appreciate our listeners for the love and support they've shown us over this past few days. I mean, not too long ago, we launched our first episode and having that number of people following us is an achievement. It actually means a lot. And um, let's hope that you continue sending your comments on Facebook so that we can improve on this service. Anyways, I'd like to shift gears and move on to today's topic. So Sarah, tell us what's up today. So today we're actually going to delve into a topic that's near and dear to my heart. One thing I didn't mention a couple of weeks ago when I introduced myself is that in addition to being a geography nerd, I love film. I'm a motion picture aficionado and I spend hours watching films, not just in Hollywood, but in Africa's budding movie industries and beyond. Today, though, we're going to dissect Hollywood just a little bit, specifically the archetype African character that is constructed out of stereotypes and prevalent in Hollywood movies about Africa. For one, there's the immigrant who's happy and overexcited with the superior culture that he has found in America. So think Eddie Murphy in Coming to America, whose culture shock doesn't wear off no matter how long he remains in the United States. Secondly, if you've seen Blood Diamonds or Lord of War, among many others, you'll see the guy you blame for Leonardo DiCaprio's death. The ruthless warlord who gets high on seeing bloodshed and scares the living daylight out of people. Either way, so many things are wrong about these depictions. I mean, come on, we know ourselves. Any Africans in the building? Do you know or have an uncle who acts like that? I'm not saying Joseph Kony isn't one evil SOB. But come on, he's one in a million, guys. You know, Sarah, when you brought that up, I was reminded of this article I read a while back. I believe it was written by a Zimbabwean author who is in the diaspora. Unfortunately, I can't seem to remember his name today. Um, But he was writing about the misrepresentation of Africa by Hollywood and had paid special attention to an episode of the once popular film series, The A-Team. Remember Mr. T? Yep, he was on it. But anyways, on that episode, the team had been sent on a special mission in a city called Bulawayo, in a country called Zuluwabwe. Now, Bulawayo is a city, and that's where I'm from. And as for the country Zuluwabwe, I have no idea where it is till this day or why they chose to do that. Whether it was a measure of Zulu, which is an ethnic group in South Africa, with the last syllables of Zimbabwe, nobody knows. Was it a genuine mistake or a mockery of Zimbabwe? Still, I do not have enough evidence to conclude in that regard. But all I can say is that was enough to facilitate the erasure of identity and facilitate ignorance in some way. I mean, where do you think the concept of Nambia came from? It is things like this that facilitate such errors. Apart from the depictions you also mentioned, there is so much falsehood in the narratives created about Africa. It is depicted as this barren land with nothing close to civilization, And if the movie is great enough to show a civilized part of Africa, then the plot definitely has to be about warlords, death, if not about disease and poverty. I mean, think of Hotel Rwanda, the last king of Scotland, Tears of the Sun. The list is indeed endless. I even remember watching the X-Men origin 
Origins Wolverine franchise, I believe. And there was a scene where they needed to find some stone in some African country. I believe it ended up being in Nigeria and it depicted this marketplace which showed nothing but squalid living condition conditions. What is what is Hollywood's intention with this? Oh my god, the superhero movies, uh X-Men, they did that. Uh the one with Ryan Reynolds in it. I don't remember the scene, but I know Ryan Reynolds was in it and they went to Lagos. It was weird. Captain America also did that. They had the opening scene in Lagos, which they kept calling Lagos, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Someone, not one person in the whole of like Marvel was able to tell you guys how to actually say that name. But anyways, I'm not willing to be sympathetic to these portrayals because Hollywood has been around too long to still make these kinds of mistakes. Of all the writing rooms in the industry, they can't tell me there's not one person who is there to make sure that these characters are realistic. Take Tondai Mawaka, I don't know where they got that name from, but he's a character from Monk, the comedy TV show about an obsessive detective. Now, I really love that show like crazy, but I couldn't get over this gaffe. The guy was a Nigerian marathon runner with a questionable accent who said the word Amandla as his catchphrase. If you didn't notice, I just made a character out of at least three countries which are far far, far apart. Amandla is a Zulu word, and Nigerians just don't run marathons like that. I mean, we're built for stuff like sprints and weightlifting and boxing. Shout out to Anthony Joshua. But props to our Ethiopian and Kenyan brothers from the high altitude locations who do that and absolutely stun the world every Olympics. Anyways, this laziness and unwillingness to do research that maintains the integrity of the character is annoying. What does it take to go on Google and find an authentic Igbo name, for instance? By watching Nigerian movies alone, which are many, 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 there's a plethora of them, screenwriters will also be able to pick up mannerisms that make sense for the character. You know what? Maybe it's not even laziness. Maybe it's subconscious or even intentional. Africa for long hasn't been assigned the same level of dignity and status as other continents, and that is a fact. Take geography for instance. The actual size of Africa is 11.73 million square miles. That is 14 times the size of Greenland and enough for the USA and Russia to fit in with ample space left over. I bet you didn't know that because all the maps that you saw in your classroom just weren't drawn to show you what the truth is. Representing Africa for what it actually looks like will diminish the rest of the world in comparison to it and force people to acknowledge how enormous and significant it actually is. Psychologists constantly say that we allocate importance to the size of things and that is true. If Hollywood, just like academia, sees Africa as small, the industry is able to justify its compression of the people of one large continent into one character and its laxness to give that character depth or features which are realistic. Do a damn Google search if you want a Nigerian name for your Nigerian character. 
there's a myriad of them from Kelechi, which is Igbo, to Tunde, which is Yoruba, to Ayuba, which is Hausa, anything but. Um, yeah, I just think that it's not only about laziness, but sometimes these film directors do this intentionally. Um, you know, I'm sure they would argue that it's at the film producer's discretion to name the character whatever they want. I mean, have you noticed how authors play with words and do not conform to any grammatical rules whatsoever? They can start sentences with con- conjunction words and wrongly punctuate everything and still get away with it because they are creative geniuses, right? Writers break rules all the time, but I believe that the same platform should not be extended to Hollywood, and I'll tell you why. First of all, Hollywood is so powerful. I mean, we have a lot of people getting into movie theaters each and every week. Uh, more than people that have that take some time off so as to read and educate them and educate themselves about Africa. So meaning that when we have all these movies with these false narratives being produced, people are being fed the wrong information. And then secondly, um, Hollywood movies are consumed by people who are relatively in the West compared to other parts of the world. And so yet again, we have this creation of these people that don't have um, genuine information about Africa. And um, this reminds me of this class that I took last semester. It was an African politics class, and our professor asked us to do something that I found really strange. She asked us to write the three things that we know about Africa. And to my surprise, the majority of the students in their class wrote all these negative uh, words about Africa being all about poverty, disease, how Africa reminded them of diamonds and blood, something that they got from blood diamonds, right? And so um, I was really, I felt really out of place in that class and I was surprised how people had little information about Africa. But then as we were talking about this topic today, I just remembered how powerful the movies are and how Hollywood has facilitated in creating this narrative about Africa. And another thing that I find wrong with messing with the names and identities of these African countries is that it takes away our identity. I mean, we've been through a lot, colonization, slavery, now neocolonialism, and the, the, the what we deserve at least is honor and respect. Um, and so Hollywood should really take some time and investigate certain aspects before creating a movie that is going to be consumed by people who may never have the ability to visit Africa. And in that way, it should be as authentic, authentic as possible. So now I'm just going to shift gears and talk about what's happening on the continent. You know, as long as I live, I'm going to talk about soccer. The Super Eagles recently defeated Argentina's national soccer team in a friendly match, and the scores at the end were 4-2. It was an unprecedented victory and defeat at the same time. I mean, Argentina is home to Messi, it's home to Aguero, it's home to Di Maria. So that was crazy to see the Super Eagles turn around from a first half that wasn't encouraging at all and coast to victory. This sends a clear message to the world ahead of Russia 2018. I think they have told the world that they're the team to look out for and they have a target on their backs. I just hope finally, just finally, an African team like Nigeria, will be able to bring the trophy back to our continent for the first time in history. Still on Nigeria, in a case of art imitating life, Banky W and Adesua Itomi, who are two incredible, incredible 
Nigerian entertainers tied the knot this past weekend. If you haven't seen The Wedding Party, you should. It's an incredible Nigerian rom-com. It's on Netflix, I believe. They got married in the movie. They were the two main characters, and they just so happened to fall in love on set. And so it happened in real life with their traditional wedding this past weekend. I believe they're tying the knot in South Africa uh, this coming weekend, and we wish them a successful and happy marriage. But here's the biggest thing that's happening in Africa today. Robert Mugabe, guys. Last podcast, we told you about the president for life phenomenon and these dictators who have been sitting in power for 30 years plus around the continent. So that includes everyone from Museveni in Uganda to Umbasogo in Equatorial Guinea, who's been there for 38 years, guys. But we didn't see Robert Mugabe's resignation coming at all. This past week, they played with our emotions from the rumors of a coup or a not-so-coup and his house arrest to his speech where Zimbabweans thought he was going to resign and he actually didn't and he went on and on about agriculture. But we didn't see today coming. What I hope is that this is a dot of a new era for Zimbabwe and I also hope that this isn't a case where one dictator steps down and another dictator comes into power. Nope, we don't want that. I hope that Zimbabwe, which was once the breadbasket, of the entire continent, once a place of prosperity and it was thriving. I hope it goes back to its old glory. But thanks for joining us on today's podcast, guys. I hope you join the conversation. Leave us comments. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at at Africa Say What. On Twitter at underscore Africa Say What. Subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search the keywords Africa Say What. You will find it. And we just might be launching on YouTube soon, so look out for that. Have a great day, guys. Bye.